to the Travel Squad podcast. We adventure the world together, one passport stamp at a time. We're here to share travel news, tips, and our own adventures with you. Every Travel Tuesday, we share stories on a variety of topics, including our hometown, San Diego, hiking, weekenders, national parks, international getaways, and inspiring you to go on your own adventures, even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. And I'm Kim. And And we're we're the the Travel Travel Squad Squad Podcast. Podcast. So grab your ticket and your passport. And don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Welcome to this week's episode of the Travel Squad Podcast. This week's podcast topic is a little different than topics we normally cover, but we've actually gotten quite a few questions on how to start a podcast. And so we're so excited to share some of that information with you guys today. When we first started our podcast three and a half years ago now, it's crazy how little we knew about podcasting and what we were getting ourselves into. And we spent a lot of time researching and a lot of time reading articles and weeks and weeks of planning and moving in that direction. And so we learned a lot through that process and we want to pass that knowledge on. We've packaged up everything we learned in that deep research phase, the things that we we wish we would have known and we put this all in an eight-part guide on how to launch your own show and it's available on our website to download travelsquadpodcast.com but in this episode today we're going to really break it down for you tell some stories from our experiences and inspire you to start your own show if you've been thinking about it honestly this is like the perfect how-to guide on to start a podcast i remember our drunk cab ride in mexico city where we decided hey we're starting a podcast and You know, I didn't think it was necessarily all just drunk talk, but I thought to myself, oh, are we really going to go through with this? This is going to be hard. And we know nothing on how to do it. And we had to do all the legwork and research, trial and error, figure all this stuff out. And it's very, very cumbersome. So, I mean, if you are really thinking about, hey, I want to start a podcast, would be travel related, anything podcast related on different topics. This is the perfect how-to guide, and we're really excited to share with you guys what's in this podcast course that we have available for you guys on our website. Before we get into that, I have a quick question for you too. Knowing everything we know now about how much work goes into a podcast, would you still have done it and decided that in the cab in Mexico City that day? I, You know, if I knew everything like laid out before me, I don't know if that would have motivated me more for a timeline or like kind of like put me off like, oh, when are we going to have the time to do this? So I'm kind of glad that we figured it out as we went because we did have that drive. And because there was four of us at that time, we kind of broke it up and it made it more manageable. If it was just me on my own, I feel like the task would have been a little bit more daunting. But yeah, I mean, definitely doable. Great hindsight question. (laughs) You know, Brittany's answer was literally perfect on that sense of things because yeah it was a lot and if i knew like oh my gosh all this goes into it and it's not even just knowing that it goes into it it's then the trial and error figuring something out you read something it has more questions to it than answers but again that's why this course that we have for you guys is really perfect gives you that little breakdown to make things simple and easy to understand what about you kim what would your answer be to your own question I would because I see the fruits of the labor and the community that we've built and the impact that it's made. And that's really what it's all about. If you have an 
idea for a show. And I do agree if we had this guide when we started all those years ago, it maybe wouldn't have seemed as daunting because it'd be like, okay, this is laid out. This is exactly what we need to do. But we spent so much time figuring shit out that, yeah, it was a lot of work at first. <laughs> but I'm happy we are where we are. Me too. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we're going to keep one thing the same and we're going to start with the tips in this episode. So first tip I want to share, if we haven't scared you off about the amount of work it is and you really are considering starting your own show, I highly encourage you to go for it. Start now. The podcast industry is not too saturated. I think there's an endless need for good quality content that's entertaining or educating or inspiring. And if you think that you have something like that to offer, I think you should go for it. Another tip is there's a lot that goes in behind the scenes of making a podcast. You're constantly editing. You're preparing for guests. You're also working on your social media content. And then also you may be building a website as well. So you have to keep in mind that there are so many things that go in behind the scenes of just uh, recording an episode, editing it, and then posting it online because you want your podcast to be seen. You want it to be heard. And the way to do that is by reaching out to other guests to get it on their platforms or connecting through social media and promoting your podcast. So a lot of people don't realize how much upkeep there is in the shows for that. To that point, Brittany, and that's one of the things that I really love about our course right here. And it's one of those things that, hey, we had an idea, right? Even though we had an idea, we had to think, well, what are our objectives with this, right? Like, who are we trying to reach? Is it to just give information? Are we trying to inspire, et cetera? Define who you are. And we really, all four of us at the time, again, when Zayna was still part of the Travel Squad podcast, had to figure all that out. And that's one of the most important things, even before really you start recording, buying your equipment, anything like that is really just kind of brainstorming those ideas and say to yourself, what is it that you want to do to find your objectives, uh, determine a vision, identify an audience, set that goal date that you are launching. And we make that clear in the course here at first that that's one of the most important things. And that's something that we didn't even think about. Like at first, we were just like, yeah, we're going to have a travel podcast. But realistically, 
about what, right? And then, so we started doing a few things first, fine. And then we realized, whoa, 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 let's kind of figure out a different sort of strategy, so to speak. And I think it was very helpful for us in defining who we are today. It absolutely did. And that's why that's the first part of the course. Before you actually get into the fun stuff with recording and, and getting your voice out there, you have to think about those things. Who are you talking to? What do you want that person to feel? What type of content are you going to be publishing? What is your launch date? Date, first of all, set a date and hold yourself to it so you can get all the other prep and recording things done before that date. I think that's really important. And we did do that. I, I remember we have notes on a Google Doc about these very things. And it was, we want to inspire people to travel. We want to show them that it's not as expensive or unattainable as they may think it is. And we want to encourage people to travel, even if it's in their own backyard or city or whatever. And we go back to that a lot, actually. And I think it's super valuable to have three plus years later where we're like, should we go venture off into these other topics? And we refer back to that. We're like, well, this is our mission. So or we get reviews back from people and they say, thank you for inspiring me to go here and like showing me it could be really affordable. And we're like, yes, we're doing exactly what we set out to do. Well, to the point of your question that you had earlier, when you said, do you remember all the legwork in hindsight, would you still do it? One of the things that I was going to say that I didn't say, and I don't know why, but I'm going to say it now after all you said, is one of the most rewarding things is when we get those DMs or emails from people that say, hey, we booked this trip because of you. We did this because of you. All your information was very, very helpful. And that's kind of the things that, you know, we need you was going to really come. But once you actually start getting those things, once you start your podcast, it's such a rewarding feeling that you can't even really describe. So if you are thinking of starting a podcast, just know those are going to come and use that as your motivation beyond what it is that you want to share with the world. Know that somebody's going to find value in what it is that you're giving them. I, I'll go back to tips. When we were first planning in June of 2019, I remember asking you all, you know, if we put ourselves out there, we could get negative feedback. You know, the haters are real, right? Yep. And we're like, that was one question we asked ourselves, could we deal with that? And the other one was, how long are you willing to do this without making money? Because that wasn't our initial goal. And I think that's an important thing setting out on a podcast too is, of course, it could be a stream of income from certain things, but that can't be your underlying reason and you know what you're putting out in the world. You have to put out more than that. Those are two important questions to ask before you get going too. I remember we were like, oh yeah, you know, we can we can take the negative feedback. And I feel like when we got our first negative one, all of us were kind of like really bummed out about it. But then I said to myself, I know, I know, I know. But then I said, and I, I really do believe this. Once you start getting the negative ones, you realize that you've hit an audience beyond just kind of like your niche, right? Because everybody at first who's listening or wants to take the time to review if you're just getting started is going to be somebody that actually values the content. It's once you start getting a few bad ones sprinkled in here and there that you know that your reach is far. Now, are they, is that person who left a bad one going to be a constant listener? No, but I know my content is out there beyond, you know, just where it was initially. So I looked at the good in the bad with that negative review right there. Love the perspective on that. <laughs> All right. So your first part of planning your podcast is really that foundation that we just went over, the planning stuff, the scheduling stuff. The second part of developing your podcast are things like your intro, your outro, and your trailer. 
In choosing your podcast music, which is really fun, we had great debates about what song to put in. And we're actually thinking about changing up our music again pretty soon here. And just because you pick one thing that fits you now doesn't mean that's something you have to keep forever. And that's something we've talked about. We've actually changed our intro before. But what's important is getting it out there, writing it, and having it in your podcast to start. And then as your podcast adapts and changes and morphs, you can change that too. You don't have to be stuck to that forever right and to the point of what we're talking about music here it's one of those things you think oh yeah just music but then when you really start to say okay beyond when you find music that fits you right if you're actually multi-talented and creating your own music for the intro outro of it all the better you own the rights to that but when you're not that multi-talented you have to think oh well i'm finding somebody else's music what about copyright on that where do you go in order to find this music that when you download it you can use with licensing or if it's not free for so many uses that i have to actually pay to utilize this music this that and the other those are things that you know you don't really think about until the time comes and we make clear in our course here and something that is worth noting just as well right and it's not as simple as all may seem there's a lot of things that will come up that are just completely out of sight, out of mind until you're just like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah. what about this, you know? Yeah, new challenges to overcome. But e even though the music can be hard to attain at first, there's places that have royalty-free music or places that you can purchase rights to use the music. And we go over all of that in the course. But I think the about part, the intro part to your episodes is super important to be catchy and, you know, have some cool music behind it. The energy that your podcast is going to be putting out there. Introduce your host, introduce what the podcast is going to be about. But do that all in like just a few seconds to reel people in and brand your show. I think that's a key part of a good show. Same thing with the trailer. And I just put up a TikTok video on our page, Travel Squad Podcast, TikTok, go follow us over there. We're doing a whole um, stream of videos on how to start your own podcast. So I did one on a trailer recently and you don't need a trailer, but you should have a trailer because when people are kind of starting to look at your podcast, see if they want to listen to it, the first thing they're going to see is the trailer. So they click on that. It's like a minute, two minutes, goes through your podcast, introduce the host, tells them exactly what they're going to hear, exactly what they're going to feel and experience if they listen and subscribe. And you want to reel them in. You want to get subscribers so your podcast can rank better in the feeds. And so you actually have listeners to grow your community. And the trailer is great for that. And it's also great for getting you set up on the distribution platforms, which we have plenty of stories about getting set up there in the very beginning too. I remember when we first finished recording our trailer, putting it up, splicing it with music, splicing it with sound effects. And even though it was only like two minutes of work, it was one of the most satisfying things. And dare I say, I still think our trailer is really, really good. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's so funny. Our trailer was not two minutes of work, but the finished product. Well, well that's, what, that's what I meant by it's two minutes of work, not how much was we put into it but how much of course the trailer is two minutes in that sense of things but uh nevertheless you know that's one of the things that we touch about too on and what well, you said it earlier kim with branding and that's one of the forces or parts of the course itself is talking about the branding figuring out website domain why you would want to have a website you know what is your logo going to look like how would you create something like that even if it's with your own image or just image art and giving you all the resources of where you can find the platforms to do that for free or paid or a mix mash of both. So really good content uh, in there on the branding. 
I would say we benefited a lot because in everyday life and your professional career, and that is to a degree what you do. So we were really thankful to have you and your professional knowledge on that, whereas somebody just getting started may not, and the information in the course be really, really useful for them. Yeah. Branding is important. And it's not really something you first think about when you have an idea to start a show, but it is something that you should think about in the beginning because the colors that you use, the vibe of your music, the picture or graphic that you use for the cover art of your podcast you want it all to give the same feeling that someone gets when they actually listen to your podcast and then you want those things to be on your social media on your cover art and just like pull you together be recognizable out there when people are looking like they've seen you before they've seen you again and branding is important for that and what also goes along with branding is setting up your digital present your website your social media handles, TikTok, Instagram, whichever ones that you're using. I'll just caution you on this step. You can go ahead and reserve the handles and I do encourage that, but don't feel like you need to tackle every platform in its entirety because that's just way too much to focus on. I would pick one or two channels and put your energy there and then scale up and move on as you develop. And as you create those channels, you want, as you're creating your brand, you want to use your cover art photo as your profile picture so that that it is easy for people to recognize you and recognize your brand. Because for us, if we had a different profile pic on our TikTok, let's say, to our Instagram, people are going to wonder, is that them? If Is this the brand that I'm looking for? So make sure that you're cohesive and that everything matches up. We reserved our domain name, I think, pretty much right away. We got our website, at least the shell of it going. And over the years, we've experimented. We did more stuff on YouTube at some point. We were focusing there. And then I, I'd say primarily we focused on our Instagram as the main social channel in addition to the actual episodes, but just pick one and, and kind of start developing your community there. Another thing to consider as you build a website is um, whether or not that website is going to be a place where you want to sell things and how that's going to play into your podcast. Because setting everything up in the beginning and knowing where you plan on going in the future will make things a lot easier than figuring it out as you go. Yes, there is a lot we have learned about websites over the years with this podcast. We host our website on Show It, which is more so used for designing the pages. We have an integration with WordPress for blog. At some point, we may get an integration with Shopify for e-commerce functionality to sell products and merch. But there's a whole world there. So when you think about an episode and, and about how much time it takes to fully do everything, it's it's like five to one what you see. That two-minute trailer was actually 10 minutes of work. <laughs> exactly. And again, I just want to circle back around on the value of the course because it really gives kind of all that information for you. And again, you don't necessarily need to tackle everything at once, but it gives you those bases for those building blocks on getting there. But again, we're talking about a podcast. So we kind of really talked more, you know, again, about Brandy, your mission, why. But let's get into the equipment phase because I feel like this is the biggest learning curve for people, especially if you're not really tech savvy, right? What it is that you need to do. And we were just having to Google and getting so many different things and figuring it out. Luckily, you could order from Amazon and do free returns and things. And we had to eventually kind of do that uh, and all sorts of stuff. So let's talk a little bit about equipment and what it is that we would need for setup. Well, I think it really depends on how many people are going to be in your podcast. Is it you and you interviewing a guest one at a time 
Are you going to have multiple co-hosts? Are you going to be recording in person or are you going to be recording remotely or are you going to be doing both? And then defining all of that and figuring out what you truly need is going to help you. Uh, One thing we learned kind of later on is our favorite is to record in person. Of course, that is our go-to. The sound quality is much better. It's always going to be better than recording remotely, no matter what anyone says. Because there's also like a part of cohesion and a dynamic when you're talking with each other and you get to really get into that conversation. You don't get that same feeling online, even if you can see the other person in like a Zoom video. But sometimes that's not feasible for the podcast that you're running. So maybe you have to have people in and perhaps then a different type of equipment is best for you at that point. So you're going to want to one, determine the equipment that you need and then two, go ahead and buy that recording equipment. And and sometimes things are, are sold in sets, like you might get a microphone and pop filter and all of that, but you may have to add on to a base product. You might really have like a really good, let's say Yeti, for example, but you still might want to buy a pop filter, even though it says it doesn't need it, or you still might want a different stand. So you are going to want to add on to the, the base of your recording equipment as well. And then beyond that, you're going to then need to set it all up. When we first started our podcast, we did buy a set. It was a microphone, not a blue Yeti, although that would probably be the easiest way to get going. Buy yourself a blue Yeti. You can record as a group and it picks up sound really good really 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 good so you're gonna want to kind of be in a soundproofed room as best as possible but we didn't start with a blue yeti we actually started with a combo pack from amazon that was a microphone that could be xml or usb we got a interface that mixed our sounds together we had headphones that came with it and the tiniest fucking stand that was not a stand because we still had to put books on the table and then the stand on top of it I almost forgot the days of stacking the books because the mic thing didn't really lift at all. Oh my God. Why did it take us so long to buy a new stand? <laughs> I do I, I do not know. I do not know. That's a really good question. But I remember thinking to myself, you know, I mean, what is an audio mixer, right? I mean, if you have multiple mics, you want it all to go into one platform place, right? You can't really plug in four or five microphones into a laptop, if even if that's where the audio file eventually is going to go, right? So you need that audio mixer, then it funnels into the laptop, puts everything together. So, I mean, there's all sorts of different options, but that goes to the point of what we, Brittany was saying earlier too is, really identify, you know, is it just you? Is it you and a guest, multiple people? And from there, that kind of really dictates the equipment that you need. But this gives you kind of really all the steps to kind of figure that out. And more importantly, once you're recording, where is it recording to? Figuring out your recording software. Our favorite to use for simplicity and ease is Audacity. We love it. But even that comes with a learning curve on how to edit, put things together, and even record because we spent so much time recording, what was it, our first or second episode? Not that aired, but what we were recording Hawaii first, were we not? Talking about Kauai and our trip. And it just, we spent a good hour talking about it, thinking our conversation was the best thing ever. Come to find out something went wrong and we actually didn't even record it at all. The look of our defeated faces. We all were it. like, we couldn't use that audio because it did not exist. We did not save it correctly. It was like, are we really going to redo this again? But we did. We took like a quick break. I think we got some food in us. So we're like, all right, we can do this again, guys. What happened? 
Does anyone remember what happened? Did we just not hit record or did we do something wrong? I don't remember. All I remember is that moment of defeat, like Brittany had said. <laughs> I don't remember what exactly went wrong, but I do know every podcaster has a story about audio that they lost for one reason or another. And everyone gets defeated by it, but it will happen. And you will survive it. <laughs> and once you get your equipment, make sure that you play with it a bit. You know, play with the settings, play with the speaker, play with the mic. If you're using like a Yeti, for example, see what picks up in the background because simple things like even rubbing your hands together could pick up really well and like throw the sound off. And in the guide, we specifically talk about and give instructions on how to set up recording software for one host or for multiple hosts. And we outline and link every single equipment that we recommend for you to get. And we even dive into like the editing portion of it as well. Yeah, I can't put enough stress on the value of playing with your equipment before you record. I think, I don't even know how. It took us a good month, month and a half to figure out why our headphones were not working when we put on our headphones. And so like we had a month of recording that stuff that we did where it was just in the mics and okay, yeah, we could hear ourselves talking, but we weren't getting that feedback in the headphones to know, are we too close? Are we too far? And I can tell you this, when you podcast with some headphones on, there's nothing quite like it in terms of uh, just kind of the feel of it and even uh, getting you more in the mode on it. And so it took us a long time to even figure out our headphones when we got that, which plugs to plug in our mics to. To this day, we still have to go a couple over into the mixer when we're recording on that. For whatever reason, it still won't work. So there'll always be something, but you'll make it happen. That is for sure. When we launched our podcast, we had a specific day set in mind. So we had our trailer go up a couple of weeks before so it could hit all of the distribution networks and be set up when we wanted to go live. That's a really important step that we didn't know about at first, but definitely important. And so when we launched, we actually launched with four episodes. And I think that's really smart too. When you launch, if you just put out one episode, it's not really enough for a community to build a relationship with you. But if you have four episodes, that gives them about four-ish hours of content with you. They can form a bond. If they like it, they're most certainly going to subscribe and it gives you momentum right out of the gate and i think we paired that really well with social media because we were teasing on our social media platform this many days until the podcast released and kind of teased some of the episodes that we were going to have as well and so you want to pair those two things together your trailer going out a few weeks beforehand and pairing that when you make your social media appearance so once you have your first episodes out there it's all good from there just kidding. It's not. There's still more work to come. So depending on how often your cadence is, if it's once a week, twice a week, or even if you're a daily podcast, you have to schedule those recordings out, get a bunch of stuff. If you're smart, you'll batch a bunch of stuff before you launch. So you'll have stuff to continue coming out there. And then for every episode that goes live, you want to continue building your community, promote it on social media. As you look to expand your podcast, reaching out to other podcasters to become guests on their show. It's a really, really good way to get in front of new audiences and drive people back to your show. Ultimately, one other tip, and this is in our outros, is Jamal's famous line is to subscribe, rate, and review. And that's really important too, I think, for episode. Give them a call to action. Ask them to subscribe if they liked it. Ask them to share it with a friend if they enjoyed that episode. Rate your podcast, review your podcast on Apple. And now Spotify, you can leave reviews. And those are super important to help your podcast show up in those organic rankings within those platforms. 
which is how we've gotten a ton of our new listeners. Those are some really good tips. And I feel like, you know, there's just so much stuff to kind of really cover an audio format here going over it without sounding like a book. And obviously we would all want to do that to you guys. But it is given step by step in the podcast course here. And, you know, as we kind of were just talking about recording and launching those episodes, you know, one of the things that we just didn't even mention and, and a lot of people won't think about is, okay, well, now I have them recorded. Where do I launch them to? How do they go onto these things like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all of that? And that is really finding your podcast host, right? Think of it if you're technologically semi-savvy, you know, like you could access any website from any computer, right? But there is a host that hosts that website. It's kind of really the same thing with podcasts. You need to find who is going to be hosting your podcast. We've always talked about it. You've probably heard our ads for Anchor before. We use Anchor. We love Anchor. It's free. And a lot of other hosts will have different features for them. Some of them charge you to put on there. Some do not. So really compare and see what is best for you. I mean, I'm sure if you just Google podcasting host sites, you can figure out and do your research on what's best for you because there is well, no right answer. And you don't have to do your research because we have this in the pod course guide. A couple of good ones outside of Anchor that's free and we use are Riverside FM and Lisbon. They are paid, but I do hear they have better dynamic advertising included with your episode. So if you're a podcast that's really trying to hit it hard out there, become a popular, most downloaded podcast within a short period of time, maybe I would go that route because of the advertising options there. But again, don't do it just for the money. <laughs> The last section in the course, we focus on expanding your podcast. This isn't necessary to get going by any means, but we wanted to include this because it's kind of like a what's next. Once you have your show launched and you have some episodes out there, if you're not a guest-based podcast, at some point you might want to have guests on. So finding those guests or responding to inquiries that may come into you, going on other podcasts to be guests, like we said before. And I think some of the biggest questions with podcasts are often around advertising and income streams because you certainly can make money off podcasting. And for some of those podcasts that are a million downloads per episode, they're making a really good income from it. So when you're ready... And I think for us, we said a couple years, but it could be sooner or later. When you're ready, there's income streams like the dynamic advertising that pays on a per impression basis. There are potentially social media brand partnerships that you could do. We've had a great one of ours sponsored the podcast was Manscaped. We got some social promotion for them as well. Merch. Merch is a good one. Everybody loves podcast merch, especially if there's any inside jokes or things you say often that make them feel like they're part of your community. Ah, we love merch. But I feel like we got on the merch game a little later than we wanted to, but we got on it and we actually now have merch up um, on our Etsy and connected to our website but it's a really good way to also put yourself out there, put your podcast out there, create merchandise that connects to your listeners and for them. And there's also other opportunities like affiliate links. Um, those are really big on social media. You have an Amazon list and you are talking about specific topics or you're recommending things. Those affiliate links from Amazon or any other company are great and a great way to get paid because you're getting paid a commission based off of what's purchased or just people clicking on the link and then buying with them a certain period. And then also other sponsorships are available out there as well. There's a website called Podcorn and it's a marketplace for podcasters to connect with brands. 
And it's a good place to start. You actually set your own price for what you want for making an ad for them. And they can be negotiated and you put their ad back up on your podcast and it's a great way for you to get paid as well. So there's a lot of different opportunities and streams. And honestly, you want to mix and match those. You want to be doing multiple things at once. You don't want to focus just on one thing. Like currently we are doing merchandise plus podcorn plus the anchor sponsorships as well so we have multiple plus our own products which we skipped and a lot of podcasters take years to get there and i think we jump straight into products digital products that is our trips we turn them into detailed itineraries that people can download um downloadable planner templates so things like that but you can also develop physical product once you've grown your podcast and your brand to a certain level. Like I have ideas for the most perfect luggage, but I can't tell you the features because proprietary. <laughs> and there's so much more detail in this podcast course for you guys. I mean, this is just some of the basics talking about our experience, what you can expect in there, how it's going to help you. But did any of you ladies have any final thoughts or anything else you wanted to say about the course? Well, if this episode inspired you or you've been thinking about a show and what we're saying is resonating, then I would highly encourage you to go check it out on the site, download it. If you have questions, you can also reach out to us, DM us. We're happy to help you even more than the course. All right, squaddies, thank you so much for tuning into our episode this week. Keep the adventures going with us on Instagram and TikTok at Travel Squad Podcast and send us in your questions of the week. If you found the information in this episode to be useful or if you thought we were just plain funny, please be sure to share it with a friend that would enjoy it too. And as always, please subscribe, rate and review our podcast and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We have some more amazing adventures and tips in store for you. Bye, squaddies. Bye, squaddies.